Whatever gains I had, these I have come to regard as loss because of Christ. More than that, I regard everything as loss because of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake I have suffered the loss of all things, and I regard them as rubbish, in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him. Please pray with me. Dear Father in heaven, we ask you as we do week by week to be here with us this morning. And we trust that you have kept your promise and are here with us. May my words be your words and all of our thoughts, your thoughts. We ask all this in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Please sit. Have you heard the term, the term adulting? Yes, a few of you. Uh, Microsoft Word apparently hasn't. It kept trying to change it to adulating as I was typing this sermon. Um, adulting, though, is a sort of new colloquial term that people who don't want to be adults use when they're forced to do something that they associate with adulthood, like paying your bills, preparing a will, hiring a plumber to work on your house. All of these things might count for some people as adulting. Now, I, 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 I got to be honest, though, I kind of like adulting. Uh, I, mean, I mean, nobody likes paying bills or, or worrying about the leaky toilet or anything like that. But, and of course, there's nothing more adulting than realizing that there are three little people living in your house that are reliant on you uh, for direction, sustenance, and Formation, But I actually like the feeling that I get when I do something that an adult would do. I have changed my own oil before, and it made me feel like a superhero. I own a lawnmower and a weed whacker, and I sort of love that. It, it makes me feel like a success. I don't like to use them, but I like that they're hanging there in my garage. It makes me feel like someone who's got it all together. I remember the exultant feeling that I had when after we moved into our new house and after the weeks and weeks that it took us to get all the cardboard boxes out of the garage, I climbed up into the rafters and hung tennis balls at very precise heights so that they would touch the windshields of our cars when they were pulled into exactly the right distance. Now, perhaps you think that's lame, But to me, that was like an announcement to the world. I am an adult. My cars will be perfectly parked. It was sort of like my own version of Paul's list of his qualifications in Philippians 3. He says, if anyone else has reason to be confident in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day, a member of the people of Israel, the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew born of Hebrews, as to the law of Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness under the law, blameless, as to my garage, equipped with tennis balls. Now, you may not have tennis balls hanging in your garage, in which case I pity you, but you do also have ways that you're announcing your qualifications to the world. Maybe it's the make of the car you drive rather than how accurately you park it. Or it's the career you have. For uh, Lori Laughlin and Felicity Huffman and others, it's the quality of the school their kid gets into 
whether or not they actually qualified for admission. Right? We all do this all the time. We are always announcing our qualifications to the world. There was a time in my life where I would actively hope that I would get into a conversation with someone about the SATs so that they might ask me what my scores were. And social media now is a, an incredible crucible for this sort of thing. I was realizing the other day that I don't actually take photographs for myself anymore. Like I no longer see something cute in my family and think, oh, I'd like to remember that. I'll take a picture. And then later think, oh, others might think this is cute too. I'll share it with them. Now I see something and I think, oh, that'll make a good post. I take my pictures for you, not even for me. And it's because I'm wanting to share how cute my family is with the world. It's part of my qualification. And listen, I'm not saying that's the worst thing in the world. I'm just offering it to you as one piece of evidence, among many others, of our propensity to display our achievements, to announce our qualifications. This is why we wear jewelry. This is why we get tattoos or put bumper stickers on our car. It's why we talk about who we voted for. This is why we do so much of what we do. We want to show how together we have it. We want to show how well we're doing. And Paul says that it's all garbage. Now, after listing his accomplishments, the first century Jews equivalent of the best family, the best schools, the best job, the top of every totem pole. He says, you know what I realized? None of it is worth anything. It's rubbish. Trash. It reminds me of one of the funniest verses in all of Scripture. Genesis chapter 11 verse 5. I'm sure you know it. <laughs> well, just in case you don't, it comes during the story of the Tower of Babel. So the descendants of Noah have migrated east after the flood has subsided, and they decided to build a great tower in order to, quote, make a name for themselves. Specifically, they say, come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens, and let us make a name for ourselves. So they're going to go hang some tennis balls in their garage, aren't they? They're going to show everyone, all the neighbors, how together they have it. They're going to build a tower that gets into the heavens. Their kids are going to go to the best schools. The top of their tower will be in the heavens. So they get to work. They build and build and build. It's like a physical manifestation of their resume, right? You build your resume. These people build a tower. But they're the same thing. And then this funniest verse in Scripture, Genesis 11:5, The city and tower are finished, and God decides to check it out. Here's the verse. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower, which the children of man had built. Okay, I see by your non-laughter that it's not traditionally hilarious, but see what's happening here. Humankind has built a great tower in an effort to make a name for themselves, to show how much they're worth, who they are, how important they are, and its top is supposed to be in the heavens, like jutting up through the floor of God's apartment. 
But when God comes out and goes for his morning walk, I like to imagine him sort of looking down and saying, what are those children of Noah getting up to down there? Because he can't quite see it. It's not close enough. That great tower that's supposed to make a great name for its builders is so far away from God that he has to go down to see what they're doing. That's how great God is and how comparably weak our efforts to make a name for ourselves are. All our towers of self-naming are so small as to be invisible to him. And that's what Paul is saying when he says that all of his efforts, all of his qualifications were garbage. But they're garbage, he says, compared to something else. Something that he doesn't have to work for. Something he doesn't have to build a tower to get. Something he already has. Whatever gains I had, he says, these I have to re- come to regard as loss because of Christ. More than that, I regard everything as loss because of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake I have suffered the loss of all things, and I regard them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him. Not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but one that comes through faith in Christ. The righteousness from God based on faith. Paul's righteousness comes not from any towers that he has built or from any effort on his part, but from Christ. And yes, it's absolutely true that in the next few verses, he talks about pressing on and straining forward toward the goal, but he does all of that in the context of the good news. As he says, Christ Jesus has made me his own. All of Paul's striving. All of Paul's effort, his work, is coming on the other side of the finish line. God has come down to Paul and made him righteous apart from his tower building. And he comes down and does the same for us. This this coming down is what God does. God comes down, right, in our story from Genesis, the tower, God comes down in judgment, scattering a proud people across the world. But in Jesus, God comes down in redemption, offering his blood for the sins of the world. Last week, we read from 2 Corinthians 5, a verse that by some incredible turn of events, didn't make it into last week's sermon. But we read it in church. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. This is what God's coming down looks like now. The sinless one made sin so that we, Sinful ones could be made righteous, called righteous. The children of Noah wanted to make a name for themselves. 
So they set about building a tower to heaven. We want to make names for ourselves. So we set about polishing up our resumes. We do this in a million different ways, but we all do it. We're building our towers too. We're all hanging tennis balls in our garages. But thank God, our names are not ours to make. And to the extent that we do make them, they end up being names that we're ashamed of. Here's the good news. We have a God who gives us a new name. He makes our self-made names. He takes our self-made names, names like selfish and superior and judgmental and whitewashed tomb. Our God takes those self-made names and takes them to the cross. Those are the names that crush down on Christ's shoulders. The names we earn for ourselves are the names for which he must die. But then, a miracle. His righteousness given to us. The name that Jesus earned. Good and faithful servant. Beloved child of God. Given to us. Now your tower, so meticulously built, will crumble. Perhaps it already has. Maybe it's coming down around your ears right now, this morning. But there's good news. That tower, though it looked nice to you and to most of the people around you, was rubbish. God is here at ground level. For you. He's not in heaven waiting for you to climb. His announcement to you is that his work on your behalf is finished. He's not waiting for you to build a tower to him. He is coming down to get to you. He is your resume now. Your name is secure in him. That is your name now. You are his. Amen.